And here we actually find some clues for its properties already. So lapis lazuli strengthens paranormal abilities and it brings mental clarity. It connects you to your inner wisdom and which also is why we see it being used around the throat as necklaces and the third eye area as adornments or pigments like Cleopatra did. Welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello and welcome. I am so happy to share another one of nature's treasures with you today. On this journey, I am always learning and discovering. So please don't take the things I'm sharing as the only truth, but rather as an exploration. I am sharing from years of devotion to all the different aspects the minerals hold to truly uncover their stories and what they have to offer us. And I hope by doing so, I can invite you to a new way of viewing the crystals and the world around us. So this week's powerhouse is a rock consisting of multiple minerals. It's lapis lazuli, which mainly is lazurite that gives it its deep indigo color. Calcite, which shows up as white streaks, sodalite, also blue, and specks of pyrites that give it its shimmer. And this pyrite is also a way to tell apart lapis lazuli or sodalites. So if it does have the pyrite in it, you know it's a lapis. And next to these crystals, there can also be other minerals present. The name comes from the Persian lazward. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. And that means blue or a sky, which is thanks to its super amazing, beautiful, captivating color. And yeah, now to just quickly explain why we call this a rock, not a mineral. A mineral is always just one component and a rock consists of multiple minerals together. So when it's this mixture, then we call it a rock and a mineral is really just the one thing. The history of this crystal is really, really interesting. Since 7000 BC, it's been mined in the mountains in the northeast of Afghanistan, where almost their entire economy consisted of the export of the crystal. To know why we can find this blue rock in Afghanistan, we have to go back about 2 billion years ago to a super shallow part of the seafloor. In this seafloor, there were millions of bacteria that produced lime as a byproduct. Layer upon layer upon layer became limestone, which formed the basis of the lapis lazuli rock that we know today. This limestone deposit belongs to one of the oldest we know. Plants and animals did not exist during its formation, like we're talking 
ancient, ancient, ancient. And much later, through the collision of tectonic plates, this limestone was lifted and became part of the high mountains in Central Asia. After this long journey from sea to mountains, a period of volcanic activity began. When deep in the earth rock melted and magma rose, it eventually found its way through the cracks of the coal limestone. A potent chemical reaction, or actually multiple reactions, took place in this collision, and the limestone dissolved and transforms into different minerals, which is called metamorphism. Upon cooling down, lazurite is formed, as well as pyrite, sodalite, apatite, and many, many other minerals. And in this mineral deposit, high in the Hindu Kush mountains, we can find lapis lazuli in really, really large veins. And this lapis lazuli has been peacefully resting there for millions of years until humans discovered it. This is maybe as early as 9,000 years ago, just very, very long time ago. Now, this is not really the end of Lapis's journey. 4,000 years BC in the Sarisan mines, men walked along steep mountain ranges, strong winds blowing and really harsh snow coming down. And as they look up, they see these high mountain peaks down in the valley. There's this raging river. And, you know, these men, they were trying to find the best lapis lazuli deposits. And the pieces they found were later sent out to the ancient Silk Road to be transported, traded, processed in workshops. And um, along the route, it reached as far as China, Europe, Africa, Mesopotamia, and Lapis has captured many souls all over the globe. It is known in many, many stories, folklore, and the history that we know. It is one of the precious stones mentioned numerous times in the Bible. And it's even said to be the stone on which God wrote the Ten Commandments. With the pyrite specks glistening in this indigo stone, it symbolized the starry sky. And this inspired high priests to use it in mystical ceremonies. Also, the Sumerian goddess of love, Inanna, entered the underworld wearing a lapis lazuli necklace. And lapis as a pigment became popular in Europe when its great painters used it as the highest quality ultramarine, which means over the sea, as that is where the rock came from. And at one point, it was even more valuable than gold and exclusively used to paint Holy Mary's cloak. But also Vermeer's Girl with the Pearl Earring and Michelangelo's frescoes in the Sistine Chapel were made using this beautiful blue color. But before, in ancient Egypt, Cleopatra has been said to use it as eyeshadow to see more clearly during important meetings. And it adorned Tutankhamun's... Tutankhamun's? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this. Um, but, you know, the mummy, the Egyptian guy, his uh, funeral mask around the eyes and the eyebrows was adorned with lapis lazuli. And also judges there wore emblems of Mat, which was the goddess of truth that were carved from the stone. And here we actually find some clues for its properties already. 
So lapis lazuli strengthens paranormal abilities and it brings mental clarity. It connects you to your inner wisdom and which also is why we see it being used around the throat as necklaces and the third eye area as adornment or pigment like Cleopatra did. With its effects on the throat chakra, it helps in expressing your authentic truth. Really, really a beautiful one if you want to stand in your power and say really, really what is moving deep inside of you. Very, very good tool for expressing. And also, you know, to share your emotions or your struggles to stand strong in yourself and being able to let out what is moving within. It really has a bit of an old wise person or teacher energy. It's also a great crystal for Sagittarius, which is my sign as well. And recently I have connected with the crystal as I've been navigating my way through collaborations and cool projects. Every time I will send out an email with some kind of negotiation, I write it down the way that I normally would with like lots of potentially, maybe, possibly. And then I tune into the crystal. I channel my inner, and I feel silly saying this, but I channel my inner privileged white male. And I (laughs) rewrite the email in a more powerful tone, you know, to really bring my message across, to stand in my truth and to stand in my worth. And what do you know? I've gotten everything I've asked for in these latest business deals. So it's been, you know, going great. And there is something important that I still want to address about the Lapis Lazuli. Since 2016, it has been labeled as a conflict mineral, just like diamonds. And what this means is that it's known to fuel wars and human right abuse. Lapis lazuli specifically is illegally mined and used to fund the Taliban. In 2016, they believed it earned them $20 million per year. And there are no current numbers because of the ongoing war that makes it like super, super hard to research it. And yeah, it's just really hard to kind of get to that information. But uh, lapis lazuli is... Also found at Lake Baikal in Pakistan, Iran, Chile, Italy, and some other places, with especially China and the Western countries being a possibly better source of this mineral. You really see that in 2016 when this came out, this research about lapis lazuli, the prices or the the numbers dropped in how many people were buying it. And then after a year when everyone kind of forgot, the prices went up again and just people don't really seem to care or they don't really know. I didn't know this for so, so long and I have like lapis lazuli in my collection that I don't know where it came from. And yeah, it's, you know, it's a complicated issue. I don't believe that these crystals now are tainted and hold a very, very bad energy But I do feel that now I have this information, I will make different choices in the future. And I will only buy lapis lazuli when the people I'm buying it from know exactly where it comes from and know exactly which mine and the people and if they've been treated well. 
And yeah, it's it's tricky because you see also that some places, because they want to sell, they just don't put lapis lazuli from Afghanistan, but they just put, you know, a different kind of lapis lazuli. They would just put a label of, yeah, of China or whatever on top. So yeah, know your people, trust the people that you're buying from, and make better choices when we have this knowledge. And I would, yeah, really advise to refrain from buying this rock unless you are absolutely sure of its origin. Now, luckily, I won't leave you guys hanging there. There are many ways to still connect to crystals without holding them uh, physically. So if you feel drawn to work with lapis, Here's a very short meditation that you can use as sort of like a blueprint and elaborate from in your personal practice in any way you'd like. So if you've never seen a lapis stone, I'd suggest just hitting pause for a little moment and quickly looking it up before you continue. And if you want to come back to this meditation in a later moment or use it for a different crystal, that is, of course, totally possible. And in this case, I would suggest saving this episode so you can come back and revisit it. So, um, yeah, here we go. Make sure you're sitting comfortably wherever you are. Of course, if you're in a car right now, please do this meditation at a later moment. Make sure that you sit nice and tall, that your spine is nice and long, the crown of the head is pointing up. Your chin slightly tucked in. And take a deep breath in through your nose. Long exhale out through the mouth. Breathing in. And out. And feel your energy drizzle down like soft raindrops going through your head, dropping down to your shoulders, your chest, and falling in your seat, in your legs your feet touching the ground and letting your energy drop down all the way into the earth finding an anchor point below the body letting the energy sink all the way down. And now imagine in your mind's eye the crystal lapis lazuli, the beautiful deep, deep blue color, 
some light streaks going through and glistening as you turn it, the pyrite showing, showing its shimmer. Maybe it's rugged and rough, or maybe it's a polished stone. Imagining, holding it. Can you feel its weight? Feel the surface? And as you breathe in, you breathe into this crystal. And breathing out, you return back to your heart, to your center. Breathing into the crystal. And out back to your hearts. As you breathe in, you feel your own energy flowing into the crystal. And as you breathe out, you feel the crystal's energy coming into your hearts, into your essence. And continuing in this circulation of breath. Until you feel connected to the crystal. until you feel your energies have merged, intertwined. A little part of you is forever with this crystal and a little part of this crystal is forever with you. Noticing if it feels different. If just this simple connection already brings about a change in your body, your emotional aura. And just allowing to let the energy of the crystal stream and fill up your whole heart. Let it flow in. From there, it slowly diffuses into your body, permeating into your every cell. Till you are fully charged with its energy, its memory imprinted on a cellular level. And 
maybe you can feel things shift physically, emotionally, spiritually. Honoring any place that it might touch. Giving it space. And from here, slowly, returning back to yourself, your own energy. Take a deep breath in through your nose. And a long exhale, open your mouth. And as you exhale, you sink back into your own body, your own being your own energy. (sighs) Slowly open your eyes. And arriving back. Thank you. So, so much for being here, my fellow crystal lover, crystal explorer. I hope this crystal now holds a really, really special place in your hearts. And yeah, as we know and honor its story, its beauty and its strength, find a deeper relationship, a deeper meaning within this connection. If you love these episodes of me diving into the crystals sharing their stories please yeah it helps me so so much to uh, leave a review like the podcast share it on your stories um and of course let me know what crystals you are interested in you want me to dive into and um yeah would love to hear how lapis has showed up in your life and how you've related to it so Let's keep in touch and speak soon.